welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a new program by C2P. A Woman's Clarity aims to help both women and men in the financial services industry reach their full potential by interacting with like-minded, strong, and motivated holistic advisors. We've partnered within our network of institutional and carrier partners to bring expertise, advice, tips, and more from talented female leaders, professionals, and practitioners from the finance sector. Good morning, Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales here at C2P and host of A Woman's Clarity. I'm excited. I've gotten the opportunity to get to know these two fierce females with DFA or Dimensional Fund Advisors over the last couple of years that I've been working at C2P. And I'm super excited to have them on today because we have Regional Director and Vice President Ashley Bilardo and Mia Hansen, who's Associate Supporting the Regional Directors um, in Dimensional's Global Client Group. And they work together on their uh, women and wealth community. So, but before we go and talk more about their program, um, Ashley, Mia, would you like to share a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, thanks, Kirsten. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having us on. Um, like you said, I'm an associate within the Global Client Group. I've been on C2P's uh, relationship uh, on the Dimensional team here for the one and a half years that I've been at Dimensional, and it's been a pleasure to work with C2P, and I'm so excited to be on the podcast with Ashley. Yes, uh -huh. I'm so excited to be here as well. So Kirsten, as you said, I'm Ashley Alardo. I'm a vice president and regional director at Dimensional. Been with the firm for seven years and I helped oversee the launch of our women and wealth community. So really excited to share more about that today and hopefully get everybody who's listening in involved in the community as well. I love our relationship with Dimensional. I mean, we have a strong relationship. I know that Dave Allison has Apollo on all like every quarter. You guys provide us with great training, great information, great support for our clients and what they're looking to do in the future. But for those listening, Mia, do you mind sharing who is Dimensional Fund Advisors for those who might not be familiar with what you do and who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that kickoff. Um, for those who might be listening on the line who aren't familiar, Dimensional is a global asset manager managing $600 billion in assets um, under one key philosophy that markets contain the best available information about security prices. And we've been implementing these ideas since 1981 across 14 global offices. Um, so our main point is we believe um, investors can have a successful investment experience without having to outguess the market. And, and as I've mentioned, I support the relationship that we have um, with C2P. Dimensional has been proud to be an investment partner with C2P for over 10 years. Um, and we're really proud to have that engagement. Um, however, Dimensional, you know, does explore areas outside of investments and we look to support our advisor community beyond investments as well. So we have three pillars in an initiative we call Dimensional 360. And obviously the first one would be investments as that's what we mainly do. But the other two are communications and business strategy. So this is really an all encompassing program for advisors to really get their feet in with Dimensional. 
And so today I brought on Ashley to kind of speak about one of these initiatives that we're doing outside of investments to really engage with our advisor communities. And that would be our client communities within Dimensional. So Ashley, I'll kick it to you. Yes, thank you so much, Mia, and so excited to be here again. So thinking about what client communities are within Dimensional, we create experiences where advisors and financial professionals can come together and share best practices with one another. As a whole, we have over 110 of these communities within Dimensional, and there are several different community types that we have. We have C-suite forums to bring together industry leaders, so CEOs, COOs, CIOs, to share what's top of mind. What are the initiatives that they're working on? What are some of the best practices that they're implementing in the business? And create that community. We also have strategy groups where we bring together partners within uh, RIAs to share all things investments, messaging, business strategy. But I'm so excited that our largest community is our women in wealth community. So here in the U.S. alone, we are over 1,300 advisors strong. And it's been great to see the community expand and grow since our launch in 2014 and excited to dive into a lot of the takeaways today around that community. So Ashley, since you've got such a great program with Women in Wealth, and I know by my conversations with Mia, yourself, we have some really strong feelings of what communities are important to us, and Women in Wealth is a shared um, interest to all of us. So how was the Women in Wealth community started and why? Do you have that background for us? Yes, of course. So back in 2014, we noticed that a lot of the clients that we were working with, so financial advisors, were starting to focus their practices around working with different demographics of women. There were lots of industry articles and conferences popping up around the topic. So naturally, we at Dimensional set out to answer the questions, well, why are advisors focusing their practices around working with different demographics of women? Is serving women different? If so, how? And what can we at Dimensional do to help improve the client and investment experience for women? Because at the time, we saw a lot of stats, such as two-thirds of women felt misunderstood by our industry at large. So at that time, we didn't have the answers. So we turned to the community of experts to really explore what an offering could look like. So we gathered together two working groups of 15 advisors total and just asked these questions. And it's been rewarding to see the community grow as fast as it did. So you brought together advisors. You really had a think tank to develop Women in Wealth. So from that conversation, you developed this program. What are some of the events, webcasts, and trainings that you put on for your advisors to help their clients get to retirement? Yeah, there's really three main topics that we focus on in the women and wealth community. We focus in around working with different demographics of women. So some that we explore are working with professional women, navigating loss and working with widows, working with women experiencing divorce. Now, that's not to say that all women going through divorce are having the same experience. All busy breadwinning professional women have the same experience. But what are some of those common financial needs that advisors are seeing across their entire client base? 
and how can we incorporate those needs into financial plans. We'll also cover a lot of topics that resonate with all investors, but what we hear from our community is that they particularly resonate with women. So themes such as charitable giving, ESG investing, and then we'll also cover practice management themes. So thinking about aspects such as hosting client events, connecting marketing to your client experience, really finding all of the ways that advisors can more holistically serve their clients. Now, we'll do this in a few different formats. We'll do this through 90-minute uh, virtual workshops where we'll focus in just around one particular theme at that time. We do lots of in-person events in our Austin, Santa Monica, and Charlotte locations where we, we focus on all of these themes throughout a day and a half experience. And then we also do webcasts to focus on themes that we're hearing in the community at that time. So we're actually getting ready next week to host a webcast with Manisha Takor, who is authoring a book called Money Zen and actually exploring the themes around defining enough for your clients and thinking about what that looks like and how when you define enough, you're figuring out, well, what is the money for now? And what are we investing for in the future? And that ultimately allows you to stick with your financial plan over the long run. So those are just a few of the different types of themes and events that we host. And again, we're really looking forward to getting your community involved in these events going forward as well. And just to recap, you said the book was called Money Zen. Yes. Okay, fabulous. I'm a, I love to read. So I just caught that name. I'm like, guess what's going to go on my bookshelf next. So thank you for sharing <laughs> I that. I love it. I do too. I feel like the more I can educate myself, the more I learn from my, my partners, like the two of you, I've become better at what I do. So that being said, what are some of the key lessons that you have learned and yeah. from the different sessions that you've hosted? Because if I'm learning from you and you're learning from me, we really grow in our positions and, and what we do. Absolutely. And a lot of the lessons that we learn are from the community itself as well. And that's really the goal. And what we're trying to do in the community space is to create those opportunities for everybody to share with one another. But when we were starting the community, we learned that women have growing economic power. If we look at some of those stats now, 58% of enrolled students in post-secondary institutions are women. And as we all know, as your educational levels rise, so does your general earning power. But that doesn't tell the whole story of women's growing economic power as well, because 47% of the current labor force consists of women. And we also learned from our clients that women make great end clients as well. So what do we mean by that? We host a global investor study every year where we survey thousands of end investors directly and we gather themes around what's most important to them around the client experience. And we did ask in that survey, where else do you go for advice or ideas about your savings and investments? And what we learned was that women tend to only go to their advisors at a higher percentage, rely less on advice from media, and do less of their own online research. And I think those are all sentiments that we can agree make really great clients. But despite all of this, women were still dissatisfied with the industry at large. So as we were trying to answer the question, is serving women different? We first and foremost learned that there was a common misconception out there in the industry around serving women being a niche. 
Now, I looked up the definition of a niche, and the definition is denoting or relating to products, services, or interests that appeal to a small, specialized section of the population. Now, Kirsten, I know we haven't met in person yet. I'm small, standing at five feet tall. My mom absolutely tells me that I'm special, so it has to be true, right? But calling women as a whole a small, specialized section of the population just sounds crazy to me when we think about some of those stats that we were throwing out there earlier. So despite women not being a niche, there were several common financial hurdles or needs that we've identified in conversations with financial advisors that many, of course not all, women may experience in their lifetime. First, thinking through some of those themes, women tend to live longer. Women on average outlive men by five years, but in opposite sex marriages, half of widows outlive their male partners by an additional 15 years. Extending some of these themes, the average age that a woman becomes a widow is 59 years old, and 72% of women ages 85 and older are widowed compared with 35% of men. So thinking about what some of these stats mean is that women tend to live longer, so we need more during retirement, but we often also face higher health care costs because we don't have those natural caretakers as we age, and women tend to suffer from longer-term or more chronic illnesses compared with men. Now, thinking about how some of these themes also extend to other portions of our life, we see that women tend to have lower potential lifetime earnings. Of course, there's this pesky gender pay gap that we're all familiar with. But beyond that, women tend to take more career breaks to care for children, aging parents, both at the same time, otherwise known as the sandwich generation. Women typically tend to face greater financial setbacks due to divorce. And some women may be more risk aware because what we see in looking at balances and accounts that women tend to have higher balances in cash and fixed income compared with men. So in large part, a lot of our work in the community, we try to dive into these themes by looking at different client demographics, thinking about what does this mean in regards to the financial plan and how can advisors help incorporate these elements in conversations with their clients and incorporate these needs and plans directly? So you said it was what, 47.9% of the workforce or was it the population is female? 47% of the current labor force consists okay. of women, yes. Okay, so we're definitely not a niche. When we're, we're hitting that 50% definitely mark, not. we're definitely not a niche. But you gave us a lot of information and statistics and research. Is this yeah. information that our advisors here at C2P could get their hands on? Is this something that's shareable that we can send out to them or they can go to Absolutely. your website? Because I'm a big believer in empowerment and you get yeah. that with statistics. You get that with research. And I absolutely... Yeah. Love the fact that your mom says you're special because you are, because you are so knowledgeable in what <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, thank you. Besides just being a dynamite in a small package, I absolutely love that you're bringing this information. And I think, yeah. I've said this before in other podcasts, we have to stop setting the table for our female clients, but we need to go to the table that they set for us and address their needs, address their concerns. But if you're not aware of what those concerns are, how can you do that? So I think that article and that research will help empower all of our advisors, male and female, help their clients get to a better place for retirement. And one thing we like to do at C2P because of our planning process is we like to, with couples, have both of them there for the conversation. Because you know what? 
one person might be quiet during the meeting and she might not say anything and the partner may talk the whole time, but the quiet partner is a, is a decision maker. So we have to engage both parties and women like to be engaged. They like to be educated and they want to be part of the solution. So I think that's really great information. And I absolutely, like I, I'm getting, um, I'm just getting excited talking about it. So um, what can we do like then, what are the types of end client events that you're seeing with advisors in the women of wealth community? What are yeah. your advisors doing to get this message out? Yeah, so one of the ways that they're getting the message out and building that connection with all of their clients, as you said, Kirsten, is through end client events. And more particularly, we do see a lot of advisors in the community doing women-only client events because they allow an opportunity to create community and connection with your clients. We see a lot of advisors in the community asking their clients to bring a friend along for the experience. There's really two benefits there. Uh, your client becomes more likely to come to the event in the first place. And then the added benefit is that that friend can also potentially be a prospect for you down the line. So there's a few different types of end client events that we're seeing, including social events, educational events, and conversation circles. So just to explore those three types, social events are around things that the advisor enjoys doing and just wants to share more broadly with their client base, whether that be wine and cheese events, paint and sip, travel. It has been a really huge theme, especially as we're starting to come out of the pandemic. And I feel like I've been hearing even around the floor here at Dimensional that everyone's going to Portugal. That's probably top of mind for me because I'm getting ready for a trip to Portugal myself. <laughs> Uh, but even uh, wine. one pot of wine, yes, <laughs> absolutely. We will drink lots of wine in Portugal. So two event types in one, uh, just kidding though. But one event that's been really popular lately is actually hosting shredding parties. So they hire these really big trucks that allow you to shred a whole bunch of papers at once instead of sitting in your house, shredding it through that, that small shredder that you can get at a place like Costco, uh, and then create a whole social element around it, potentially with food trucks, with some mocktails and some wine. So just getting really creative around the experiences that you bring people together for. A personal favorite that I've heard of is self-defense classes too. So really just thinking about the hobbies that you enjoy doing, the things that you enjoy doing in your own life and sharing that with your clients and creating that community. Um, but extending some of these themes, we also see a lot of educational events, lots of planning topics, such as long-term care, what are the options either for your clients directly or even for your clients who are helping to explore options for their parents and family members. So extending those themes, long-term care has been a huge one that we're seeing in the community social security planning, 529 plans, whether it be for your clients who are thinking about graduate school themselves or around helping their, their children think through college next steps too. And professional development as well in these different educational topics. We see advisors thinking really strategically around the client types that they serve and creating unique experiences to bring them together. So for example, if you work with small business owners, we've seen advisors in the community host a panel of small business owners and create a networking opportunity for business owners in their local area. 
We see sessions with executive coaches going really well as well. So a lot of those educational topics don't necessarily have to be financial planning topics as well. We do see with the next generation, buying and selling homes is a huge theme, as well as paying off student debt. And more particularly here at Dimensional, we've been helping a lot of our clients host investing lunch and learn sessions. So we open up around a lot of these themes, really show the power of why, why it's important to uh, make sure that you're creating a financial plan that's going to fulfill the needs that you're going to have in your life and actually share a lot of these investing principles that we discuss, such as the importance of diversification, tuning out the noise, investing over the long run. Um, so those are some of the educational events that we're seeing. But I think one of the most unique client events that we see in the industry are conversation circles. So what those are is they are experience where 10 to 12 people can come together and have a structured conversation around a particular topic. Now, many of the circles that we're seeing in the advisor community are around money, not the dollars and cents, but what is our relationship with money and the stories that we carry. We explore themes such as what are your earliest money memories? What past experiences do you have when it comes to money that you've heard from your family, your friends and yourself? And how do those experiences influence the way that you look at money today? We actually uncover what your values are and do a values exploration and then think about how do you spend, save, and invest your time and your money, your two biggest resources in your life now? And is that according to your values? And if not, what are the changes that you want to make in order to make sure that you are living a life according to your values? So that's been an event that we've been really excited by here at Dimensional as well. We've hosted over 130 conversation circles since we've started the community. And we first learned about them from an advisor in the community who was hosting them herself and having a lot of great success, gaining deeper relationships with her clients, but then also inviting prospects and COIs along for those events as well, and being able to convert prospects to clients and develop really strong relationships with centers of influence. So just a few ways that we're seeing advisors in the community connect with their clients, share a lot of the themes that we're talking about today. So with those conversation circles, I just want to back up just a minute because I'm yeah. very interested in this because I feel the communication, the bond, opening up that vein is so powerful. Mm -hmm. The advisor is creating a conversation for clients. It's not advisors getting together, having a conversation circle. It's client facing. Yes, it's client facing. So we at Dimensional host a lot of conversation circles for advisors to experience the format. Okay. and experience it as if they were an end client. And then from there, we have lots of different tools and workshops where we help advisors then implement conversation circles in their practice. And they're hosting these circles with end clients, with prospects, with centers of influence, and creating that common connection around a whole bunch of different themes. Typically, money is the starting point. And then they think about their client base more specifically and the topics that they would want to come together with their peers around to connect on. I absolutely love that because I do feel like this day and age where social media is taking over and people feel like they're communicating, bringing people back toe to toe, face to face, to have these conversations is so powerful because we're getting back to 
what we do best is communicate with our clients, listen. I mean, a lot of times as advisors or yeah. in our seats, we, we tend to like to talk instead of just stop, listen, let them like navigate their challenges with money or their first, whatever the topic is, but it's so yeah. powerful because you're not, you're not making an unthirsty person, somebody who's not thirsty, drink anything. You're getting unthirsty for what you can do to help them solve their needs and provide them the right solutions. Am I right in what I'm thinking? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just thinking about some of what we do within these conversation circles, you know, as soon as you walk into the room of a conversation circle, an in-person circle, there's journals waiting for you on the chair. We're going through a lot of journaling exercises. We're asking really deep questions, providing that space for everybody in the room to think deeply around that topic and then also be able to share with the group to their comfort level, because there's a lot of power in learning from your peers and listening, as you said. And one of the agreements that we make in the conversation circle is to listen with attention and speak with intention. And that allows the group really just to find that common connection point so, so quickly by passing years of traditional relationship building, because you're talking about themes that otherwise aren't going to come up in a networking event or when you're first meeting somebody and you're creating that space and that structure to allow everybody to go deep into these conversations so quickly. I feel like we could probably talk about conversation circles for a full 30 minutes because yes. I have so many questions. Um, so I might table this and we'll schedule something in the near future to talk more about this because I feel like advisors have an opportunity looking at their existing book to create something new and exciting to help their clients help themselves and help their best friend if that's who they want to bring to a conversation circle. And I love the idea of the events centered around something um, that the advisor loves to do. I mean, I like to go running. I'm not going to take you know people out with me running because I don't want them to see me as a hot mess. <laughs> if somebody said, come to my shredding party, I have things in my closet would happily come and and bring and shred and learn because I have a need to shred some things. And I'm always, I have a thirst for understanding something new. So I love that. When I get excited about things, I, I, I just, my brain goes many ways and I'm sure people listening are thinking, well, how do I get involved? How can I, here at C2P, I am with PCA. How do I get involved? Is there, do you have any best practices or avenues to help our advisors get involved? in these things that you've mentioned? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm here for. The whole point of me being here <laughs> is, you know, I am on the dimensional support team here for C2P. And so you can feel free to reach out to me. So my first and last name is Mia Hansen. That's M-I-A dot H-A-N-S-O-N at dimensional.com. So you can email me if you're interested in getting involved with our women in wealth community. Um, as Ashley mentioned, you are always welcome to attend one of these conversation circles, you know, in person. And we are hosting many of them around um, our events this year. So if you're interested in attending one of those, please reach out to me. And then down the line, we can explore, you know, uh, you implementing that into your practice. So let's reach out, let's get connected, and let's get going. And those of you listening, if you've not met Mia at one of our events, you've not worked with Mia in the past, she's phenomenal. She's responsive. 
She's good at what she does and she she's just super helpful. So I appreciate Mia being on here, sharing her information. And before we wrap this up and put a bow on it, any final thoughts, any final like ideas or comments that you to either one of you, Ashley or Mia would like to add before we close this? Because I feel like you bring so much value and time goes so quickly. So is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy to to add. Just thinking about the the power of community. You know, we shared a lot of stats today. We shared a lot around our events types, but really, the power is in learning from your peers who are out there in the field, having conversations with their clients day in and day out. And we're so excited that we get to create these opportunities for you to connect directly with your peers. So please, please, please take us up on coming to these events. I think you'll really enjoy being able to, if in a virtual event, being able to connect with 10 of your peers directly in a virtual space in person uh, in our workshops around 12 to 15 of your peers. So we're sharing a lot of what advisors are implementing directly in their practice, how they're thinking about accounting for these financial needs in financial plans. And we're really excited to get you involved in the conversation and also to learn from you as well. Thank you, Ashley. And one thing I want to just bring up and make mention of when we talk about women in wealth, this is not just for female advisors, it's for male and female advisors to help the end female client and her family, correct? Absolutely, all advisors serve women. And our goal is to help improve the investment and client experience for women investors. And we're not going to do that uh, just by reaching out to a portion of advisors. So our events are open to everyone and we're really excited to get you all involved. Fabulous, I just wanted to make mention of that because I sometimes I get the question of, I'm not a female, can I join? Absolutely, we are 100% here to empower female and male advisors to help the end user and client, our female clients. And Mia, did you have anything else you wanted to add besides just being a wonderful support to our advisors? Yeah, thank you. I would just, again, encourage you to reach out if you're at all interested in the women in wealth community or these conversation circles. We'd love to get connected and uh, start your journey. Awesome, Ashley, Mia, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. It means so much to have our small conversation circle today to talk about Dimensional Fund Advisors and what you can do to support our end clients. So thank you for being here. And to those of you listening, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to your contact at PCA or at the Insurance Support. We're going to make sure you get the information that Ashley and Mia provided. We're here to support you and your clients. And As I like to close every podcast, whatever you do today, make it a great day and thank you for listening. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing or listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.